What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the What You Talking About podcast. I am your host. You already know what it is, Khalil Hines, your host with the most. And right now, I am joined live by my man, Michael Hughley, from all the way from Chicago International Airport. My man's catching planes. Say what's up, Mike. How's it going, y'all? And uh, today, what, 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 what episode number is this? This is episode 18, uh, and we're also on the uh, camera right now as well. So this will be uploaded to YouTube. We'll have a few clips and everything like that. So uh, first time doing that. Hopefully it goes well. Um, episode 18, we got a lot to talk about. There was a lot that happened in my time off from New York. And um, I- I'm ready to get into it. Um, now, Mike didn't watch the Hard Knocks episode like I thought he would. What was you doing instead? Man, I was at the crib trying to get better at FIFA, man. That's what I was up to. I was watching the video you sent me, you know, practicing oh, did, on the skill moves and all of that. Did you do the skill moves and everything on FIFA? I did. I did. I didn't retain a lot of them, but I did attempt them. Yeah, you just gotta keep. You just gotta keep doing it. Hey, did you bring your system out there so we can play? Yeah, I did. All right, so cool. Anybody can't get it, huh? Anybody can't get it. All right, he calls himself the can man. I call himself the can't man. Uh, but you know, it's all good. FIFA, hey, that FIFA 19 looks wild though. Did you look at the gameplay features and everything I sent you? Yeah, it, it looks it looks pretty good, man. I'm gonna have to cop it if I can get a little better. But if not, I'm gonna just stick to this 18. Nah, bro, you gotta get that, bro. Cause the the way the whole thing is set up, bro, it looks it looks amazing, man. Like. I, I'm I'm really excited for this game. Um, I'm hoping it's better than last year's game. Uh, I hope they fix some of, some of the defending and user, but overall, I think it's gonna be a better game. Um, graphics look amazing, but I mean that's a gimme nowadays. I mean the engine's already set up there. All right, so for today on tap for today, um, I want to get into this, bro. I want to get into uh, some of this. Actually, let's start off with our newfound love with uh, the worldwide game of football, or as they say in America, soccer. God knows where they got that from. Um, I want to start off with you, Mike. Uh, When did you find your newfound like or love or just whatever for for the sport? Uh, For soccer? Yeah. Uh, I would actually say probably around the World Cup. Like, you know, I've always been one to, like, you know, engage in all sports. But as I was watching the World Cup, soccer became more and more interesting to me. So then, you know, I began to watch it more. And then, you know, I got FIFA, which got me more into the sport. And now, here I am. Yeah, um, I, I totally second that. I remember, I mean, it. I think, you know what drives it? I think it's the event of the World Cup that really... That really drives the whole um, mayhem and and just circus around uh, soccer, and, and which it's so easy for to get new fans during that time because um, you know, like in football, every time somebody plays, especially a night game, it's like it's a crazy event. Especially college football, maybe even NFL to some degree, just depends on who's playing. Um, yeah, yeah, um, but. With that, with the whole World Cup and and seeing just how crazy the whole event was and 
really knowing what's going on fully. It was really great to see that. And, um, yeah, no, I can totally see why you became a fan uh, that way. I know for me last year, um, well, two years ago when I was when I went up to school and um, I started playing with a roommate of mine, I got the demo. And uh, one of my my hallmates, he played FIFA a lot, and um, that's how we started playing. So I started playing from there, and then I just wanted to get better at the game, and I just started watching English Premier League games and some Champions League games in class. When it was boring in class, I just watched some of the Champions League games, and uh, before you know, I you know I just I started watching a whole lot, and I I really enjoy watching the sport, you know. Yeah, I think that's another thing that really factors into the um, into the fan base of the sport and acquiring the fans that the sport is so versatile. You know, you have the World Cup and then you have Champions League and you know the other things of that nature. Yeah, it, it gives you it gives you a whole lot to pull in, and then it it gives you a whole lot of competition to watch as well, um, because. I mean, the World Cup, I mean, it's only, it's only every four years, but still, like, during the summer, you have international friendlies at some times. Um, and then for in the season, the season is so long, like, it starts early September, like, football, and it ends in May, like, basketball. Like, it's crazy. Uh, so, you know, you get a whole lot of time. And in the between that, you still get your international friendlies with that as well. So you still get to watch international teams and, you know, things of that nature. Uh, one thing I do wish, though, that we have more of out here in the States, um, I wish we got more. I wish we got, like, BN Sports, B-E-I-N, uh, BN Sports, because they carry a lot of, like, a lot of Spanish La Liga, and um, I believe it's Serie A as well that they carry. I know in Fox Sports, they're starting to carry um, – Hey, Mike, you getting some background. You're getting a lot of static in the background. Is it going down? Nah, someone, I think that's your mom talking in the background. If you could step away from her, that'd be cool. Not to be disrespectful. But, uh... Uh, a little bit better, yeah. Um, what was I saying? But, like, in, in, like, in America, we, in Fox Sports, we still get the, um... No, that's still it's still a lot. We still get the if you could cover it a little bit, that would I think that would help if you would cover it up. Um, <laughs> golly. So, um, I think I think that you know getting the Syria deal and everything. If we could get something that would play more in the states, and we didn't need more of like a, a sports package or whatever, like you do on. Um, uh, what's the system that we have now? Spectrum or Direct TV in order to watch the sport more often, like La Liga or something like that. I know I like that the fact that Premier League is on Channel Four, so you know you get to wake up, but you gotta wake up super early to get the games. That's another problem. Like, dang, why I gotta wake up yeah, so that, early? That, that, yeah, that yeah, like I don't want to wake up at seven a.m. on a Sunday to watch Manchester yeah, for City. Yeah, for the World Cup, it was actually six in the morning that you know some of the games were starting. Yeah. But, I mean, that was during the week. I mean, at least I had work or something like that. But on a Sunday when I don't have no class or nothing like that, I don't want to wake up at 7 a.m. to watch Manchester City play against Chelsea or somebody like that. Like, it's that's a great game. It's going to be a good game. But, you know, it just sucks I have to wake up at 7 a.m. So, I mean, that would be, like, my only nitpick at it. But overall, you know, just watching the sport and everything, it's it's pretty amazing. 
Oh, give me a second. Gotta fix this. All right, sorry about that. So technical difficulties. Um, so yeah, so Mike, have you been listening to some late, you know, music lately or something like that? What, what you been on? Yeah, I have. I got the chance to listen to Astro World. You feel me? Uh, Stay Dangerous, and also uh, I believe it's called Swimming by Mac Miller. Swimming by Mac Miller. How would you say the tone and everything about that album is? Is it is it melodic? Is it raps? What is it like? Uh, the tone. I I can't describe. It was more of a like the like. He was real emotional. Like when I watched the videos and singing it live, like you could see like tears almost came out of his eyes. He was really like emotionally invested into the song that he was singing for mm-hmm. 2009, which is definitely my favorite song in the album, for sure. Mm. So, so you would say it's more uh, the kind of vibe I was. What you hear me? What I'm hearing you say is more like maybe him pouring out his soul or something like that kind of thing. Yeah, that yeah, that type of thing. Like coming fresh off of a heartbreak type of thing. Oh, okay, okay. Was so a lot of things. Situation. What happened with him and uh, Ariana Grande? Do you think? Yeah, I was gonna say. Do you a lot of? Do you think a lot of the things was uh, centered around that? Definitely. Hmm. Okay, so. I'm going to have to check out that album. I wasn't really able to listen to too much uh, while I was away uh, in New York, just being around family and everything. Um, I was able to listen to Astral World, though. I really liked, I really enjoyed that album. Uh, a few of my songs that I really liked on there were, uh, of course, Sicko Mode was amazing. Oh, and, um Yeah, Sicko Mode was crazy. Um, but also, Yosemite was nice. Butterfly Effect, of course, which was a single. And uh, Houston Fornication was really good too. So I thought it was I thought it was a really good album. I thought it flowed uh, pretty well because at times it was just like did the song change or is it you know is this a new song? You don't know because the beat would change. So I thought it flowed very well, and uh, you could tell you put a lot of time and effort into it, um, without a doubt. I tell you what though, J Rock's album Redemption, it's a really good album as well. Have you listened to that? Oh one? yeah, J Rock's album was fire. Yeah. Wild Freestyle was fire. Yeah, Redemption is really good. Um, I, I had checked that out while I was before I was on the plane yeah, going going to New York there. Um, so yeah, that, that's um, that's just want to talk about some of the music. Uh, but what what is your opinion on LeBron James now? I know I know you're I know you're yeah I know you're a Laker fan, and um, you know. And you know you're glad LeBron went to your team, and I knew you was gonna be all over him once he went to your team. If he was ever able to go to your team, because I know you was a hater, and now you're a lover all of a sudden of LeBron. So, um, yeah, you fake. Uh, but um, what would you say is uh, what would you say about LeBron now? Like now that we've gotten all the things going on, like he's got he's got the the school that he's built. And this the school is amazing. Like he's gonna, hey Mike, the background, background noise. Can you hear me? Yeah. All right. Um, I would definitely say, bro, he is an amazing person off the court. Definitely, he's uh he's one of the most influential, if not the most influential athletes in sports or sports history off the court for sure. His character is great. You know, he's not like some of these other athletes have bad character but they're talented you know he's a great athlete but at the same time he's a great human being can we can we put him can we put him in that conversation with uh muhammad ali 
and uh, like a Jim Brown or something like that. Oh, definitely. He's up there. See, I feel like I feel like he can be in that conversation because everyone's like, oh, he's not in that conversation because what Muhammad Ali and Jim Brown did and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, times have changed. Like, he's not going to be talking about the civil rights movement and and all this other stuff. But there's still things that need to be changed and done in the society and as for people as and for us as a, as a whole. And he's doing them, so I don't see how you can use that as a as a crutch against against him. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't. Yeah, but I mean, even more so, he's not talking about like the civil rights movement or whatever. He still has not once not used his voice. Like, you know, he knows he's an influential person. He knows he has a voice in the sports world, and he's not like these other athletes that are afraid to use their voice. Yeah, exactly. And another thing. Um, and he he is someone who has put himself in the forefront of all the has always done this has put himself in the forefront of all the um what what's the word criticizing uh, of criticism and he has been the person to not even like he it just doesn't seem like he cares and and that was one of the things I was pointing on on another uh, podcast he's gotten to the point where he doesn't care what people think and I don't think he's ever cared about uh oh the money this and the money that you know how like Michael Jordan is like he doesn't say anything that would affect too much of or what he seemingly thinks yeah what what seemingly thinks would affect his revenue uh LeBron just doesn't care LeBron's like hey I'm real I'm gonna be real I'm gonna do it my way or the highway and that's one of the things I really admired about him uh, but and just seeing now with the school, like not just even the, not just the school, uh, because that's you know that's nice, um, but it's the things, it's the little intricacies, and 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 intangibles and, 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 and intangibles that come with the school, like you helping people's parents get jobs and uh, paying for kids to go to the Akron University full ride, um, it's amazing. And people are like, oh, isn't that expensive? Isn't that expensive? Listen, the man is going to be making a billion dollars probably by the time he's 50 years old. He's, he probably would have earned a billion dollars uh, in, in revenue. By the time he's 50? Yeah, by the time he's 50. He's probably going to gross at least a, probably a billion dollars by the time he's 50. Because think about it. He's got the lifetime Nike contract. He's got his shoes. Uh, they're gonna start retroing his shoes, so that's more money. And then he's got this new TV show deal, that TV show thing that they're pitching, and he's got the documentary that's coming on called called uh, Shut Up and Dribble that's coming. He's doing deals, man. He's making all these moves, not just in basketball, but in the t- entertainment aspect. There's no way that this man is gonna be not grossing like a billion dollars. So, so for him to make this school and send some kids, send kids to college and everything, it's it's nothing. It's not nothing. You know what I mean? It's 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 not nothing, but it's he can do it. And I'm really glad to see him do it. And I'm not saying everyone else has to do that or has to do it to that length or anything like that cuz you really don't. Um this is an extreme. However, um seeing someone do that and uh do it with their whole heart like he did. And I know it's not just him. I know uh I know his grandmother, I mean not his grandmother, his mother 
probably had a lot to do with this, but also Savannah James, his wife, I know she had a lot to do with this. I know she had her foot in it somehow, somewhere. Oh, I know she did. Uh, I want to give you know props to her because I know she did her thing with that. Um, I kind of wish I had a kid, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not, not I had a kid. I kind of wish I was a kid so I could go to that school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. On me, like fourth well, grade. I'm not sure if you're aware, but actually, I think he's uh, he's he's worth or something like that, like 753 million. And with his Lakers contract, that's 154 million. He's only like 100 million away from being a billionaire. See what I'm saying? So. He might be a double billionaire by the time he's 50. Who knows? Um, but the clock doesn't stop when basketball stops for this guy. And he's put himself in that position and surrounded himself with people in order for it not to, which is amazing and beautiful to see. Um, I, I just I really applaud him. Um, I hate that the, the Lakers move and everything. I can't even look at the guy in the Lakers jersey. But... Uh, overall, though, I'm just I'm really happy that he's doing this, and I'm really I'm proud of this person. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad, you know, it's, I'm glad that um, he is someone like my two favorite, like him and Reggie Bush. I'm I'm really glad like there are people that have not timed out in the midst of all this BS and tomfoolery that's going on you know, throughout the country and everything, like, where they could really, like, just not even be, you know what I'm saying, be kind of apath apathetic towards everything that's happening. I'm really glad, like, they're, they're, he, LeBron is, you know, one, but Reggie's also one who speaks up and he talks. I'm really, I'm really glad that they're not that person, because I would really feel some type of way if they were some, on some Michael, Michael Jordan bull crap. like, I really, you know what I'm saying, I really would feel some type of way, so I'm really glad they're, they're making a stand with that one. Um, in in other words, how do you think the Lakers will do this season? Be realistic now. Don't you know? Don't say Lakers taking a ship, like you always do after the NBA Finals type thing. Be realistic. You know. Okay, I'll I'll tell you this. Here's here's how the Lakers if they if they won the championship this year, here's how they would be able to do. They would have to have Houston take out Golden State. So Houston can take out Golden State and it ends up being the Rockets versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals, then the Lakers are definitely going to go to the Finals because the Rockets won't beat the Lakers. But if we have to play the Warriors, I think if we don't beat them, it'll go to seven games. It'll be us or them in seven, for sure. But, see, uh, you know, I think we'll win, uh, we'll win at least 50 games. Definitely. But see, you're implying that Houston's going to be like a, um, a fourth seed. Or fifth seed. Yeah. In order for them yeah. to play the Warriors, because the Warriors gonna get the best record. In order for them to play the Warriors, they'd have to um. They'd have to be like the fourth or fifth seed in order to do that in the semifinal. You think they're gonna not win enough games to be a top three seed? Yeah, I think. I don't know, man. I mean, I have to see what goes on with Nella, man. And you know how the Rockets look like in regards to their health. Like if they can stay healthy, then of course they'll be like the top three, the top three team. But if not, then you know, they're in trouble. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they're gonna be able to defend the lick. I mean, Carmelo Anthony's never been uh, one to play defense, and at 34 years old, with seemingly no athletic, with with, with very little, very minimal athleticism uh, left in the tank. 
I don't see him being someone that can play defense. Uh, Trevor Ariza was that guy for them, but I mean, I mean, what are they gonna do? Like, it was it was a nice pickup to get Carmelo. I think he needs to come off the bench because uh, that'd be a nice tandem with him and uh, Eric and, and, and Eric Gordon. But oh yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a nice uh, one-two tandem coming off the bench. But um, in terms of depth-wise, I don't really see too much of the depth. Um, and I think Mike D'Antoni is a trash coach. Uh, games 1 through 82, you know, sure. Uh, but games 83 through 103 or 104 or whatever, nah, I don't I don't see him as someone that can really put together um, a team and, and, and carry them through. So I will say that I will give – I think I could give the Lakers a nod over the Rockets, but I need to see how the Lakers perform in – that middle to second half of the season. I'm not going to put too much uh, into the first half of the season with the Lakers. Young team. LeBron just coming. Young coach. You got to see how it all morphs together. I think I think we do that a lot um, as a culture, just putting a lot of stuff into the beginning of things and then not really waiting for the end aspect to come out. Uh, I do think they're a year away, though. How about you? Um, yeah, I mean, last season they won 35 games. And they didn't have no one superstar on the team. And that is in the Western Conference, and they barely missed out on the playoffs, honestly. So, I mean, they have the addition of LeBron, and then all these other role players will easily bump up 15 games to at least 150, and I'll get us in the playoffs, at least. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we just need a couple more pieces, man, and we're going to more dangerous. So, you think the Lakers can really go to the finals? You hear what I said? Yeah, I said, yeah, they can. And here's why. Because, bro, this man was to have nobody on the team last year. I mean, of course he was an Eastern Conference in that, you know, that's very different. But at the same time, that's still not an easy task to do. You know, that man, you know, put the team back. All right. Well, hey, we got you got pretty lofty um, expectations there. Uh, <laughs> I I don't expectations are always high in LA. I I don't see it, but um, hey, you know, who am I? Right, I'm on the outside looking in. Yeah, you're not a believer. I'm not a I'm not a believer. No, you dang straight. Out. No, I'm you're a not hater. A Lakers fan. I'm I am not a hater. I, I mean, I am a hater. Excuse me. So I, I don't want them to win anything. I'm sorry, LeBron, but I don't want you to win anything while you're a Laker. Um, it just it breaks my soul. Uh, all right, so I want to talk about somebody's NFL a little bit. Um, so Antonio Callaway, I know you saw this, right? Antonio Callaway, uh, the dismissed. Yeah, of, yeah, the former Florida wide receiver dismissed uh, from the school at University of Florida. Had a whole bunch of issues there. Really talented, though, uber talented. Uh, he was cited for marijuana possession and driving with a suspended license just one day after the Bills traded former first-round pick. I mean, after the uh, Browns traded former first-round pick Corey Coleman to the Bills. Um, he was, I, I guess Antonio Callaway was doing a really good job in camp, um, and that's why they felt like they could just move Corey Coleman. But... <laughs> Man, I mean, if it's, if it's one person that just gets in their way, 
so much. It's it's Antonio Callaway, like bro. They just traded this guy, and then here you are driving with a suspended license and weed in the car. How stupid could you be? And why you got weed anyways? And you in training camp? Are you crazy? These athletes are something else, man. I don't, I don't. You're out here making millions of dollars, and you just think that marijuana is so important. I don't understand, especially when you're like in, you know, uh, ball camp. Could you say right now, preparing to start the season? Training camp. Training camp right now. Training camp. And and this is what you want to do during training camp. Crazy. It's just stupid. Um. Hopefully things work out for him. Crazy talented kid from South Florida. Um, getting a lot of big ups from Antonio Brown and Chad Johnson. Uh, just sad to see. Hopefully he can, you know, turn it around. Um, and do uh, All right, so things that have been popping up, really. Do you think OBJ could, will actually sign with the Browns? If, they, if he does not get the contract extension that he would like from the Giants. easy to say he will because his, you know, his best friend Jarvis is there, but at the same time, that's not the only factor. That's not the only thing on factor decision. Like, if he wants to be a player that wants to win championships, they're not, you know, they're not Oregon that you they're like, oh, you know what, I'm trying to win championships, let me go here. They still have to prove themselves. So, I, I mean, think there's a lot of great options out there for him. I would like to go to the 49ers. I think that would be a better option. Who, for Odell Beckham? Yeah, on top. But Jimmy Garoppolo? That makes sense. I don't know. I feel like the over, the 49ers are just really overhyped right now. Um, I got to see them perform. I got to see them win some games. I got to see them, you know. I know they performed very well last year down the stretch. Uh, but I, I just need to see them perform. Speaking of the 49ers, uh, you see Sherman has got a little hamstring problem, so. Um, which is completely normal, seeing as how you're coming back from Achilles' injury. I don't know why they're having him go up against Marquis Goodwin, anyways. People like that. Yeah. Uh, but um, I, I don't. I see. I think OBJ will actually could actually sign with the Browns. Um, they have plenty of cap room to do so. And um, I know he wants to. I know he, him, and Jarvis Landry are going to play together. One time in their in their careers, I know I know it's just gonna happen. It's just gonna happen. We got to get the royal royal whip crew back together from LSU. All right, I know they're gonna play. Say what? It would it would be great to see OBJ and uh, AB play twice a year. I know that'd be crazy, right? And um, another thing, I want to see the Browns get to the forefront of. The NFL world, like I want to see them become how like the Cavaliers were in basketball, where it was a team that wasn't nothing happening. We get the star, we make some moves, and all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying? Like we're the we're the spot of you know Midwestern football. Like I want to see the Browns get to that point. Um, I'd like to see that happen with them. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I like I like the players on their roster right now. I think they're actually gonna surprise some people, bro. To be honest, I, would you say that? Would you say that they could su- surprise some people? Do you think that they're gonna surprise some people? Uh, yeah. I actually, I don't know. Man. I think their record is gonna be like 
I'm being real generous, but I think they'll win like at least seven or eight games. Yeah, no, that's very reachable with that team. The talent on that roster and the coaching, I think, I think they can win. I think they can win seven games. For sure. I mean, it just all depends on what the mentality is, you know, in the locker room. Like, guys like Josh Landry, man, what you said on Hard Knocks, that was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? That's something that they needed for years. That's how the mentality should be dropped the entire organization. Yeah, it was. I wish Josh Gordon was there to hear that, though. That is one person I wish was there to hear that. But I'm really glad that they got picked up Jarvis, and it looks like he's going to become a strong locker room leader, and, um, and he's going to take on that role. I don't know if he had that role in Miami. It doesn't really sound like it. I'm not completely sure. But just from seeing that on Hard Knocks yesterday and um, after them, you know, having a lot of mistakes in practice as a, on the receiver end and very underperforming from some of the cuts that they put together on Hard Knocks. I know it's all mashed up, but for some of the cuts, I, I really liked what I saw uh, him take charge of the room like that. Because as the best player in the room, you got to take charge like that. And I really like to see him do that. Um, so I do think the Browns are going to be pretty solid. Um, I actually like the drafting of Baker Mayfield. I don't know about the first pick, but hey, if that's your guy, go get him. Um, you know, I think he's. I thought he was the best quarterback coming out, and uh, you know, I'm 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 excited to see what they're gonna do, especially in the preseason. They play the Giants. Speaking of the Giants, they actually play the Giants too on Thursday, I believe. I think they play tomorrow, so I'll be looking forward to watching that one on NFL Network. Uh. All right, so did you see what Kelvin Benjamin said the other day? Um, I didn't really look at it. I just saw he was talking about how he said something about, we were talking about Kelvin. I know he was bashing Kelvin. Yeah. Like, what do you mean it wasn't? Like, okay, so basically, for those of you who don't know the backstory or whatever, Kelvin Benjamin, former receiver for the Panthers, traded last year during the middle of the season, was their best wideout. Uh surprisingly traded too and um he this season this offseason he bashed cam newton saying it just wasn't a good fit and i need to play with a real quarterback like a quarterback and this and that uh but i mean he went to the Bills, so i don't really know how you could say that mm-hmm. seeing as how you know aj mccarran and josh allen and those people are the likes of their roster right now um but so he's bashing them and you know I've been seeing that lately where former teammates are bashing, you know, former, um, former, whatever, like former teammates or former player, uh, former coaches or former organizations can play. I know, I know it's cool. I think it's right. You can diss a, a former organization or a former coach or whatever, but can we really bash other t- former teammates? Can we diss former teammates? Is that really right? I think it's unprofessional, but even so, he can't talk. He, he, he got injured. I believe they went 15-1, Camden won MVP, and they went to the Super Bowl and lost. But they did that without Kelvin Benjamin. He's not, he shouldn't be the one to talk. Because Cam already threw his work without you. You know what I'm saying? Cam, he's always been great, but I mean, he has a couple issues. He's a private sure. You know, he's always back there in the pocket getting hit, and you know, He'd be lying sometimes, but at the same time, he really don't have no receivers supposed to. Not anymore. He's been throwing at Devin punches, Devin punches and bumps. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey, watch out. Hey. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know. It just seems but like... Yeah, still, they still won. I don't know how many games they won last year, but I know it's double digits. And, you know, they lost the horrible playoff game. But, you know, Cam is not all the I, I think in this situation in regards to Kelvin Benjamin, I don't think that it's really cool to dish your former teammate like this. Seeing as how it looked like you had a hell of a lot of fun when y'all was on TV. You know what I'm saying? Every time you was catching the ball for a first down or something like that, you was putting the ball down, pointing, doing the first down point, you know, that receivers do. And every time you were scoring touchdowns, you was doing your 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 push and everything like that that he does. I don't see where you could say, oh, Cam wasn't – it wasn't a good fit to, for me on the team and this and that with Cam when he was the ultimate possession receiver for Cam. I don't really see how you could really do that and, and – and, and, and really be cool with that. I don't. I don't. I don't think that was cool, especially dissing the former quarterback like that. Nah, that's not cool. Um, it's kind of corny, but hey, what are you? What are you gonna do? Um, but I still say though, dissing former coaches like Jarvis Landry dissed Adam Gase, and um, you know, and and dissing former organizations or owners are like that. I'm perfectly fine with that because. You work with them pretty much on a professional level and things of that nature, but teammates—that's more on a personal level. I don't think that's really cool. Plus, teammates are—they have—they happen to do with so much of your own personal success, especially in the sport of football. Nah, bro, leave that. Leave that alone, man. That's kind of whack. That's like dissing. That's like dissing your producer or engineer or something like that on a rap song. You know what I'm saying? That's it's kind of yeah. whack. It's kind of or dissing your feature on the song. Might even be more like that. So I don't know. Um, what is your opinion on these uh, on these rallies and standing ovations for you know people that's doing suspect things? Like, so with Urban Meyer, right? Urban Meyer, he's getting probed right now. He's under investigation uh, for possible cover up of a domestic violence situation with one of his uh, now former coaches. He's a receiver coach, Zach Smith, at Ohio State University. Um, another coach, uh, Steve Adazio, said he knew about the domestic violence stuff back in like 2009 when he's on staff at University of Florida. Um, what, what, and then the pitcher, the Brewers pitcher, the Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, Josh Hader, he had crazy tweets talking about, you know, the N-word and F this and all that other stuff. What would you say? I, I don't. I don't think that's really right. To uh, the the standing ovation is not a good look. Number one, especially with a ballpark full of white people, and you talking about uh, faggots and n words and this and that. That's not cool. Like a ballpark full of white people clapping for you when you go into the mound. That's not a good look. I know he was thinking like, bro, why are y'all clapping right now? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw. I ended up seeing that on Twitter. And, yeah, you know, somebody had posted it talking about like, wow, you know, they, you know, they're gonna clap for this guy. But let that be a black athlete or an NFL or NBA athlete, and they'll be calling for his career. You know what I'm saying? Kneeling for social injustice, and you say f him and send him hate mail. This kid, I mean, this is eight years ago, or whatever. And I, I hate to be the one that brings up past stuff, but. To get a standing ovation? Why don't we just not say anything? Why, why you got to clap? Why can't you just sit down, sit your white self in the seat, enjoy your little $12 hot dog, 
with your son <laughs> and sit down. Why do you have to? Why do you have to clap on that? That made that you don't have you don't. There's no way to clap on that. And then having a rally for Urban Meyer so they don't fire him. Oh, they gonna fire him if he if he's found guilty of anything. First of all, no, they're not gonna fire him. Number one, because it's the university. This is Ohio State University. They're not gonna fire him. This is Football Central, Southern California. Yeah, they would have fired him. Hell, they fired a dude for being an alcoholic. They fired Steve Sarkeesian for drinking beers and his um and being drunk in the thing. Sure did. So at USC, UCLA. Oh, you're done, bro. That's a PR nightmare. Ohio State. There's nothing going on in Columbus. We're we're okay. Well, they got the Blue Jackets in Columbus. They got they only got hockey. So hey, here we'll we'll keep you, Urban Meyer. Even though you did cover it up. Even if he did cover it up, I don't. I'm not gonna say he did or did not. Even if I mean, I he think, did. I think at worst he'll get like a hefty suspension. You know, he may suspend him like five games or something like that. But, you know, yeah, I don't think he'll get fired. And after the rally, I think that's just a bunch of people acting off emotions. You know, they're not really thinking about what happened with the case. It's just like, no, like, we don't want anything to happen to Urban Meyer. He's our coach. We'll do it. So, yeah. yeah, like, why does Urban Meyer get, if he if he covered it up, why does he get uh, diplomatic immunity? F him, like Drake said. Why does he get, <laughs> why does he get diplomatic immunity from... Uh, and oh, don't fire him! Don't fire him! If he did cover it up, but uh, all the U, you know, U, United States um, gymnastics people, when they was touching the girls, if they don't, if they cover it up, then they they should be stoned and martyred. You know what I'm saying? Like, why should exactly. they? You know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, I know it's two different things, but at the same time, you're still covering up injustice, and it's not right. Um, hopefully, Urban Meyer did report it, and someone else covered it up, or something like that. Um, and Zach Smith is scum trying to say I'm trying to get everybody fired because they fired me. That's scum right there. That's foul. You saw that? Uh, repeat that. I said Zach Smith trying to cover up everything. That was that was scum. Oh yeah, how he was like, oh yeah, no, Urban didn't know about it. Yeah, oh, no, that was that was scum. You're, you're not one to talk right now. We're not out of all people right now. Yo, for real. All right, bro, if you need to board and everything, bro, go ahead and board, bro. I'll let you go, man. I'll finish it up. It's all good. All right, man, I'm out here signing off. Y'all feel me? Follow me on Twitter at JustDoitMikey. Shout out to my squad, Paris St. Germain, for winning the Trophy Day Champions. <laughs> we out here. <laughs> In preseason. Right, you think they can win Champions League? We're winning it all. I'm a believer. All right, so, hey, Champions League, PSG, you heard it here, folks. All right, bro. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Um, You know what I'm saying? Uh, Have a safe flight, bro. All right, man. I hit you on my touchdown. All right, bro. Appreciate it. Peace. Peace. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we back at it. Uh, My homie Mike, he had to to board his flight and everything. So it's just going to be me riding solo for the rest of the time. Um, I wanted to talk about these NFL contracts, though. And... um, you know why players are you know so unhappy with the current salary cap situation and and this and that. So right now, basically in the NFL, the salary cap is set to one hundred and seventy-seven point two million dollars, and that's for the season of twenty eighteen. This is up ten million dollars from last year. Now one hundred and seventy-seven point two million. 
for an industry that's grossing $7 billion is very low for 32 teams. I will just say that right now. Uh, in comparison with the second um, or third, whatever it is, I think it's second now, second biggest sport in our country, the NBA, the salary cap is set to $123.77 million, and that's what 12 men, was it 12 or 15 man rosters? Um, so you can see the big discrepancies from um, a damn near 60, uh, 60 man roster to a 15 man roster, and you're only separated by $54 million, $53 million, $54 million. So it's pretty crazy to see how low the NFL salary cap is, um, is set. Um, now, there have been much talks about players getting better contracts, guaranteed contracts, and I think they should. You should get a guaranteed contract for a sport where your bones are cracking with another man's bones every play. It's insane. Um, and the player's conundrum, you know, after the CBA expires, um, it, it that's going to begin in 2020. So the, CBA, the current CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, which shelves out contracts and all this different law and this and that, that ends after the 2019 season. So that's just pretty much next year that it ends, um, which is good. Uh, so that and then it, the the new one starts in 2020 with January 1st to this and that. Uh, that new one's starting to start. Actually, excuse me. After the Super Bowl in 2020, that's when the new one needs to be set in place. And I do think there will be a lockout then. And here's why there needs to be a lockout. Um, these key factors that needed to be discussed right now are a higher salary cap, one, um, two, a drug and punishment policy, especially for marijuana, and three, the guaranteed contracts. These are the biggest three factors that are going to be discussed. And, and truthfully, they should have been shelved out in 2011 when they had the lockout after the 2010 season. However, players being stupid cost themselves a great deal of money because um, they were desperate and were crying, hey, we need to play, we need to get this done. And they just scrapped up a crappy collective bargaining agreement and threw it out there. And what happened was, um, you see now that we didn't have any guarantee. Again, they didn't really get anything done that they wanted to get done. They pretty much were stuck at the same point before the 2011 new CBA. Uh, player contracts didn't really go up. The salary cap, I mean, it's been grossing $10 million more per season. But, I mean, is that really anything when these owners are making a billion dollars or $500 million or however much they're making after the season is finished? And really the salary cap, the basis for the salary cap is create a level playing field for all the players to get paid on in each roster, number one. And then number two, how um, to shelve out how much uh, owners will make after the season is over. How much guaranteed money the owners will make after the season's owner. So that salary cap is just a cap on how much the players make, how much the owners will take in into um, their whole big bid. And it's just ridiculous because play, this is a player's league. Players drive the league, not the owners. Players should be getting the majority of that money. The owners will still get a whole bunch of money, but the players need to be getting the majority. And um, so, so back then, it didn't create a, a labor dispute and everything. They were they stopped and cut a little bit into right before training camp. I think they signed the new one. They scrapped it away. But now they've been telling players, you know, hey, save your money. We're gonna be into um, a lockout. We're gonna get a lockout. 
And I think that's going to be great for the NFL to get that lockout. Players need to be uh, getting higher salary cap money because of their services. Um, the drug and punishment policy needs to be way down, along with Roger Goodell's um, absolute hierarchy of of being a commissioner. I mean, he's like King Goodell right now. Like, the way and all the power that he has, he has, like, absolute power over suspensions, over um, just whatever it may be. Goodell is, like, the highest one to get um, – to get his he's got all the authority basically he's the highest authority of the league as commissioner which is just totally unfair and crazy to me um so so that needs to be shelved out in the current labor dispute and i think that if they can get a lockout for the 2020 season right those stadiums are there they're sitting there empty the players make enough money they don't need if they start saving their money and start stop buying ridiculous cars and this and that they can be okay to have a year where they don't make any money, okay? It's just, they can do it. It's not impossible. Um, I want to see that change. I want to see the marijuana penalties be drastically reduced. I don't want to see there to be any penalty for marijuana, actually, unless you are criminally distributing marijuana. Marijuana isn't is legal, okay, in a number of states where NFL teams are. And it's about to be legal by 2020 in a whole bunch of more states. There's no reason why marijuana, a healing drug, not a drug, excuse me, a healing mechanism should be not allowed in the NFL. It's crazy. I know them pharmaceutical companies in the NFL have a deal. That's easy to know. But there needs to be, for players to get, need to be on an even level playing field. All right, there's too much money for them not to be on a level playing field with the owners and, and getting things moving. Um, so those are my main thing, three things I wanna see them get done. Hopefully they get them done. Um, and I wanna see I wanna see players really get what they deserve out of this. They've been getting dogged for years and years and years while the owners have gotten richer and richer and richer. And for a sport to where CTE and all this other things that happen, um, you hear Arian Foster talking about on a Joe Rogan podcast about how you know, he's all broken up and everything. It, I mean, it just, and, you know, he couldn't walk out to bed you, some one game. And just crazy things. Um, I really want to see the players get what they deserve. It, this is this needs to, this new CBA is all about the players. Uh, I can't wait to see what really happens and re- really goes down. But I do think there will be a lockout. So 2020, be prepared for not to be a Super Bowl. I mean, uh, uh, NFL season and a Super Bowl. Or maybe at half a season or something like that. Um, uh, in other news, we got 13 players suspended uh, from the University of North Carolina football team for selling team issue North Carolina UNC Jordan shoes. So there was like Jordan 3s or whatever that are worth thousands of dollars on eBay or wherever you can sell them. And, um, and uh, the coach, Larry Fedora, actually criticized the players saying they knew the rules, they knew they shouldn't have done this and that. But as a coach... How dare you? How dare you not go and stick up for your players and everything when really they're not doing anything wrong? You're only saying they're doing something wrong because of the hierarchy of the NCAA makes the rules and this and that. That's bullcrap. The players didn't do anything wrong. 
they 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 they're selling shoes that they were given for free okay that is their property they made some money off of it and you know what the ncaa needs to be ashamed of themselves for these ridiculous rules that they have um like i said the ncaa they're just like the united states of america they only want their cut drugs would be legal Drugs would be legal if the drug trade had tax. If you could tax it, it'd be legal. The NCAA is the same way. You're not making your cut unless I get some money. All right? So I think it's ridiculous that uh, Larry Fedora um, criticized them. Um, but, I mean, we shouldn't take this. This should be of no surprise, really, to anybody. This was the guy who, um, about a month or two ago, said that um, our country is going down and football is going down and Basically, like, the game has changed, or really it hasn't. Football really, people are still tackling each other and blocking. The game hasn't changed that much from 15 years ago, okay? Um, pretty much, basically, you know, the whole, hey, the game's getting softer kind of thing. And our country, he said our country would go down with it. So you can pretty much tell who he voted for and where he stands in his political game, just with those comments. You can tell him from a mile away. Um I think this is going to hurt University of North Carolina football recruiting, um, especially hearing your football coach say something like that. Um, they suck anyways, but I think this is really going to make them go down. I don't think Larry Fedora will be there too much longer, especially after a 3-9 and nine season. And he um, should be fired pretty soon. But it's just really you know bad to hear you know someone's coach say that about them, not stick up for them. Um I have a Hard Knocks uh, episode one reaction. I really liked in Hard Knocks um, the community base around the Browns. I've always liked it. I've, even though they sucked for the last, you know, let's see, 15 years or whatever, um, I really like the community around them and um, what they do. They're chanting ba Baker Mayfield, then they're chanting Tyrod Taylor. The Cheriton, um, Jarvis Landry. It's, it's really lovely to see that. Um, you know, they don't have fair weather fans there in Cleveland. And I give them the utmost respect for them, their fan base and everything there. Um, I do think that Tyrod Taylor wins the quarterback competition just because of his knowledge and understanding of NFL terminology and the way it's played. Um, I want to see Baker Mayfield tomorrow put on a show in the preseason. And also, I want to see... If um if 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 Baker can really show that um he's he can move around when the play breaks I know he can move around when the play breaks down but throwing from the pocket and everything and just quicker you know the fast decision making that he did in college I want to see him make that in the NFL and in his first preseason game I'm not gonna put too much into it it's not really that big of a deal it's the first preseason game he's probably not gonna get too too many snaps um. But I just I'm excited to see the Browns. I want to see them do well. Um, I'm glad that they're on the Hard Knocks episode one uh, at the Hard Knocks this season. Um, I'm glad we got a new kind of change of flavor. Like we've never seen a team go 0 and 16 and then be put on Hard Knocks to see the turnaround. Because I do think they're going to turn it around. I do think they win either way between seven to nine games this season. Uh, let me go. Let me go down. Six to nine games this season. I don't think they win ten games this year. That's kind of ridiculous. Hey, anything is possible, though. Um, I really like Jarvis Landry. Like me and Mike were talking about Jarvis Landry taking a hold of the receivers room. Um, but I want to see more of Miles Garrett, and I want to see more of 
Um, Jabril Peppers. I know he's in the uh, preview of him almost tearing his leg off in the end of the preview from last night. But I want to see him. I want to see how he is and how he works in that organization and everything. That's just a few of the storylines I want to see. Miles Garrett, Jabril Peppers. Um, I think it was really cool that Christian Kirksey plays the drums. Um, made me want to go and play the drums. I wish I could play. Uh, but, but no, I think it would be a really good hard knocks, and I'm, I'm really excited to see it and watch it. And I think they're going to have a good season. So hopefully they're on the um, – the, uh, the the Amazon Prime series All or Nothing as well. So we'll be able to get to see them in season and how they've mixed and matched during the season behind the scenes. Um, so next week, um, we will be talking about uh, more NFL training camp things. Uh, we'll actually have a full slate of preseason games to overanalyze and react, hyper-react to. I really liked what I saw from Lamar Jackson in terms of quick decision-making. He didn't stand around to get hit. His offensive line, I mean, he's the backup third-string offensive line, so they're not going to play that well. Um, so he's got to move around. But I really like what I saw from him just being an active product of the pocket. Still trying to make plays down the field, but when it wasn't there, he got out of it. I really like that. I wish he would go out of bounds and get down more instead of getting tackled by two men. Stop trying to cut in between two men. That's ridiculous. Um but overall, I'm very excited uh, for this football season. I wish it didn't come with the whole bullcrap scrutiny and backlash of, you know, watching the NFL now and the whole political game with the, you know, oh, you watching the NFL, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm watching the NFL. I love football. You know? I love Colin Kaepernick, but I love football. I wish Colin Kaepernick had a job, but I love football. I'm going to watch football. Um, I'm not going to not watch football. Unfortunately, I have to get the Sunday ticket. Um, I will get the college edition one for a lot cheaper. And uh, I'm going to watch it, and I'm going to enjoy football this season. So, yeah. Um, wow. Let's see, it's the middle of the summer. There's really not too much to talk about, huh? should probably talk about shoes or something like that in the next episode. Um, maybe get some music on here or something like that. I don't know. Leave me some suggestions. Text me. Thank you guys for... Listening to this week's episode, this will be going up uh, very soon. It's 11.27 a.m. should be up in about 15 minutes or so or whatever, how long it takes me. Um, I did try to get the camcorder out today, but it did not work. Um, this thing, old thing is trash. I need to get something new that will actually work and record or just fix it. I don't, uh, it's just annoying. So, um, you know, bear with me on that one. Try to get the YouTube thing popping today. Hopefully next week we can get um, a broader YouTube stage for y'all and actually start doing YouTube things. So <sighs> hopefully that works out. Uh, thank you guys for listening. And uh, we back on a regular schedule. I promise it's regular scheduled. I promise. Thank you guys.